Our guest today on the Comms Career Podcast is Kate Humphreys, who is a global communications and engagement leader for EY in the global strategy function. Another guest with a really impressive and inspiring communications career. Kate joined EY in 2019, initially in Hong Kong, where she was responsible for talent brand and communication strategy for the whole of Asia Pacific. She also led global corporate communications for Nestle in Switzerland, and before that, numerous communications and public affairs positions at the likes of the UK Financial Services Authority, uh, the National Farmers Union, and fintech startup Wonga. As we close out of season one, the Comms Career Podcast, this is probably one of our most thought-provoking conversations yet. We hope you enjoy listening and gain as much value from it as we did. And don't worry, we'll be back in 2024 with even more inspiring and insightful comms career conversations. So let us know if there's anyone that you think might be a great guest for our show. So welcome, Kate, to the Comms Careers podcast. I'm delighted that you said yes and came and joined us today. Um, I mean, your your career spans international. You know, you've got you've got such amazing experience. Um, and as usual, we're not gonna we're only just gonna scratch the surface. I know that, but um, it's great to have you on on the podcast with us. Thank you so much for your time. But I know that actually your connections with me actually came through Lisa. Um, so I'll, I'll let Lisa really kind of start off the story and the conversation, I think. Lisa, do you think? Yeah, no, that'd be great. Hi, Kate. Thank you for coming on. It's amazing. Um, well, we first met in Hong Kong uh, probably about six, seven years ago. It feels like longer. I don't know. But yeah, around then. Um, but prior to that, you've also had some really amazing international um, and global experience. So it'd be really good to chat firstly about that and, and get your insights on, on, on that. That'd be fantastic. Thanks so much, Lisa. And hello, Joe. It's great to be with you both here today. Um, yeah, we met in Hong Kong. Um, I can't believe how quickly time has gone. Um, and I think when you say the words Hong Kong, it's sort of just, it, it brings to me how important adventure has been as part of my career. And really, rather than thinking about what is my next job? What is my next role? Yeah. I see it as a series of adventures. Um, yeah. I grew up in South Africa, um, yeah. you know, kind of southernmost tip of Africa. I felt like a long way from the rest of the world at the time. And I was always hungry to, to explore the world um, and to travel. And as a family, opportunities came up after we'd had our, our children. I've got two, two boys um, to to go to Switzerland and then to Hong Kong. And and as a family, we made a decision to to go for it, to, wow. to go on those yeah. adventures and to take them. And I think looking back on it, you know, it, it it's not easy juggling different priorities, particularly career-wise, if if you're in in a relationship and a family. Mm. Um in in this case, you know, it was my husband's firm that, you know, that's where the opportunities came. So I gave up jobs to to go. Um, and I'm so pleased I did. Uh, yeah. because we've had the best uh, experiences. Um, very, very different. You know, Switzerland with the mountains. Um, I worked for Nestle there. Hong Kong, 
you know, just touched the surface really uh, in, in Asia Pacific. Um, but each time I've been lucky enough to find great world roles working for for fantastic brands. So yeah. with Nestle in Switzerland and I'm, I joined EY in Hong Kong and I'm still with them in the UK. It's amazing. Amazing. Um, um, you know, you talk about this sort of country you know, moves, but you know the, the culture in in each of those countries probably couldn't be any further apart. To be honest, I mean, how how did you really kind of navigate the cultural changes? What what were the things that you look back on with hindsight that you that really set you up for success, or actually you wish you'd done differently? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question because I think it's part of the joy and the journey of of mobility and going on these international adventures and the place I started and and look it it, you know it goes back to kind of arriving in the UK from South Africa is being curious about Mm -hmm. cultures and how things get done and you know even though we all speak the same language in the UK culturally it's very different to somewhere in Africa so it's about it's about observing being curious about learning about asking how things are done um, and it's it it's exciting. It kind of the the only way I can describe it is it kind of makes my brain fizz. Um, that sort of <laughs> that <in> description. <laughs> yeah. On the other side, it's also exhausting. And I think yeah. what I would say to to any professional who's thinking about going on, you know, has a mobility opportunity, who's thinking about doing a stint abroad, is be kind to yourself um, mm. because that learning journey is at once amazing and at the same time exhausting yeah it really is the way I I approach it is you kind of get stuck in right from the beginning um but be kind to yourself it's okay to be to be interested along (laughs) the way (laughs) I think I think in Hong Kong it was a lot about uh the networking and 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 building up those networks and um I I know that was something very important uh, particularly in Hong Kong and when I lived in Singapore as well but it's it's quite a close comms community there, I, I, I found. I think you found the same, Kate. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Lisa. And I think in some ways that makes it easier. You yeah. know, the networking, and you were incredibly generous in Hong Kong, and it introduced me to a whole range of people, including, you know, colleagues from EY. So I can remember you putting me in touch with Michelle Saddington. I then oh, went on, you know, a few months later down the line to, to interview with her and, and got a role on her team. Um, but it, it was in some ways it was, you know, it's how business is done, which makes it Mm. easier. There was Mm. a lot of networking in Switzerland and I think the same goes for the UK and it, it, you know, being back in the UK, it's perhaps because, you know, London is a, is a big city, a bigger city in some ways. Um, it's making the time for it and getting out of that. And of Mm. course now we can do it all on teams. Um, but meeting people face to face is always so and in person is always so energizing yeah can could not agree with you more and i think this has been a running theme actually with with other guests that we've had on the podcast is that power of networking you know and not not to um forget to you know look out for you know opportunities networks and you know connections that you can you can make and events that you can go to 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 find like-minded souls really and i think it's the way I've always viewed it, and I've probably said this on another episode, um, you know, but I think for me, it's very much around the genuine 
view of building a relationship, not for what you can get out of it, but just purely for the joy of connecting with that other person. You know, so you're not you're not going into it going, right, I'm going to get a job. <laughs> it, it's more around, as you rightly say, Kate, about being curious as well, curious about the other person, curious about, you know, what they're doing, what their networks are, you know, what challenges they're facing. And, and all of that is such rich data but also that strengthens the connection with that other person, which makes it much yeah. more meaningful as well. I, I, I totally agree with that, Joe. And I think the more we build our networks and the broader the perspectives that that we're, we're able to share and to, and to gather data mm. from, the richer our experience. And I just, I love how it, um, you know, you, I come away from conversations with people with with fresh perspective. You know, it's like yeah. that view from the top mm. of the mountain. You kind of see yeah. things <laughs> so in context. You see them. You see them differently. Um, yeah, and it and that's very energizing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we've even found this. You know, recording the podcast. You know, yeah. because you know we're utilizing both of our networks. So there's a lot of people that I don't know, and equally Lisa that hasn't met before. And it's like, actually, what we're learning, even if we do know that person, is so much more than we ever realized as well yeah. you know so there's always exactly. something new to come up which gives us you know food for thought for series two of course <laughs> but uh that's another topic but anyway no I, I i kind of digress and i'm just i'm just curious to understand you know obviously you're back in the uk now kate you know how has that transition been and you know what what insights can you share with our listeners around that transition either personally or the family or professionally it doesn't matter yeah, so so look, starting with the professional, I was um, I was fortunate to be able to move with EY. I started a global role in Hong Kong, and was able to transfer back to back to London. Um, at the time, you know, it was at the start of a very big uh, project, um, so there was fantastic energy and momentum, and it was great to be able to sustain that momentum as we repatriated. Mm. I think. You know, looking back over the moves that we've done as a family, um, if there's one thing I estimated, uh, underestimated, it's how much more challenging repatriating would be than than going out. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and it definitely it's taken longer. Um, yeah, you know, as when we moved to Switzerland and then on to Hong Kong, you know, I could pretty much get things set up in in nine months. You know, a bit like kind of having a having a baby. <laughs> You know, you kind of get everything set up and, and I would, you know, I was able to find great new roles in each, each country. Um, and, and sort of off, off we go, um, coming back, you're doing it for, it, it's a different thing. You know, the children are, they're not children so much anymore. My boys are sort of 15. Yeah. Of finding the right space for them making sure there is enough continuity coming back into the UK, but yeah. also recognizing they haven't lived here since they were very young. And of course, it's time to rediscover, you know, sort of your, your tribe and making sure that they are anchored yeah. in their, their mm. English heritage. So it's taken longer than I expected and has yeah. been tougher. Um, but then I think that's really common to changing transformation. And actually, if I look at, if I look at it, <laughs> You know, it, we always have fantastic, big, ambitious goals, and and change and transformation always takes longer than you think it's going to take. Oh, 
down a level to really talk to people about what's in it for them and yeah. what it means for them at a much more granular level in order to take them on that journey um, is incredibly important and it takes time. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that that parallel with, you know, our, our professional wisdom, you know, from a change management perspective. And it's like, oh, duh, hello. <laughs> I can yeah. apply this to my personal life, you know. But I think that's true of so much. I mean, there's, you know, in the coaching world, from my perspective, you know, I, I could really coach myself a lot better than I actually do. <laughs> but I can coach my clients well. <laughs> but no, I mean, joking aside. So, so. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, some of the kind of um, tactics, you know, perspectives you had, you know, to try and get yourself kind of repatriated and resettled back into the UK. What what are some fundamental things? You talk about networks and using the James Radivant analogy, I know, but. There was a big project, yeah. Kate, you were working on. Yeah, right, that, big... that, that's right. And that kind of really anchored me in my work so mm. that, that was great because that had a very clear ambition and timeline and um i i led a fantastic project team um so so that piece if you like was it was really clear what the strategy and the plan was and then kind of delivering against that um i think from a personal perspective actually again similar you know similar principles applies it is about sitting down and I, I did this with with my husband as we sat down and thought about how is it we want to live what is our fashion our, our vision mm -hmm. uh, and where do we want to be how do we want to live once our boys have finished school and university and I was really clear yeah. and I wanted to create a base and a home that wherever mm -hmm. they decided to, to go to university or to work that they would want to come back to um lovely and you know, we thought about connection. We thought about family. Again, that was a driver for coming back. I have my parents-in-law are getting older and being able to be near enough to them to be there at those moments that matter because they come quite suddenly. Um, yeah. Yes. And for yeah. boys to enjoy this window while they can with their grandparents. That was mm. one of the criteria that helped shape our, our decision. Um, so we sat down and, we, and literally you make your filters. Um, here are the things. This is how we want to live. And um, yeah. we always kind of jot them down. I have a little paper diary um, <laughs> and have had for the last sort of 20 years. <laughs> and what I love is kind of when you look back, when you had that conversation, you think through those filters and, and have pictured that vision. Yeah. I love going back to it. You know, occasionally I'll find them sort of a year, two, mm. three afterwards and think, wow, we did all of those things. That is wow. how it yes. yeah. So picturing it, of course, you know, you set your eyes on the horizon and you've got to be fluid about how you get there. And mm. and I think, again, one of the lessons I've learned is, is that the knocks or what might be the setbacks when you try to buy a property and it falls through, you know, at the time it does feel like the end of the world and it is the most yeah. stressful thing in the world. Um, but it, you have to go through it. I can't bear when people say, don't worry, it's all going to be fine. It'll work out. <laughs> and that drives you know, I add as well. Makes yeah, me more angry. Really <laughs> that. Um, I think it's like all these things. But it's true. Keep <laughs> moving forward. Um, and and if you've got your, your vision and you're fluid about how you get there, um, 
looking back, it's amazing how quickly it does happen. So have you been really intentional about your career then, Kate? Well, now that that's a really good question. Um, because on on the one hand, yes, but on the other, I'm I'm also quite opportunistic. Um mm-hmm. and that's been driven by, I think, you know, there are there are sort of three things. One is I'm really clear on my values. So mm-hmm. family is mm-hmm. is very important to me. And we made a decision early on to to stay together and as a family and work together. Um, so when the opportunity moved to Switzerland came, it was, we go together. And uh, mm-hmm. the second is that I was up for adventure and I, I'm quite intuitive and I have a sort of strong gut and it does it excite me. And, and it did. Um, I love that. It happened with Asia Pacific. Uh, when the role came up for, for my husband, Patrick, it was like, yes, now is the time to do it. <laughs> Um, Let's go for it. And look, I think partly it's driven by my own biography. Um, my father died very suddenly quite young when he was 50. And he was wow. waiting to do stuff when he, you know, once we were all finished school. But oh. that time didn't come. So yeah. I had a very deep sense of, you know, have the adventures now. And there is no yeah. right time to do it. If you haven't had them yet, I think was what I would say is there will be other opportunities. My mum, for yeah. example, was a journalist through her career. And when she retired, she retrained as an English teacher and taught for the British Council and went off and had incredible adventures. She taught in Syria and Damascus before the war. Oh, gosh. She oh, did goodness. a wow. in the Ukraine and Kiev and, and both times went and visited wow. her and stayed with her. So... Adventures will come to you when the, it's your time. And I think yeah. our jobs as comms professionals uh, is to is to listen out for them and to um, take the risk to, and yeah. to have fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 Completely agree. Wow. That's amazing, actually. Just thinking about your mum and on that journey and, and um, all the things that she did as well and journalists as well. That's interesting. You've come back then. Yeah, so well, that's, that's uh, how yeah. ended up in, yeah. in, in yeah. public. I started in, in public relations. I kind of fell into it because yeah. I grew up with stories. You know, I grew up yeah. reading her her features and providing feedback. Um, and so it was a, just a very natural transition. I'm a, I'm a very practical kind of person, was always interested in, in business. So when a role in, in PR came up, it was for the National Farmers Union just after foot and mouth disease. Um it, it was, yeah. it was fun. It was exciting. It was, I mean, it was scary because British food and farming was was in crisis. But what an opportunity to to create campaigns that would rebuild trust and confidence yeah. in in a sector. And and as I look back over my career, those that really is the common thread: sort of building trust and confidence and connecting yeah. people and, um, and through campaigns, through through communications. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so you talk about reflecting back on your career, Kay. I mean, to any of our listeners, you know, what what would be your advice to them? You know, somebody younger than ourselves, I'll put us all in the same bracket. <laughs> Kindly so. Lisa's <laughs> face, classic. <laughs> but, you know, what, what, what would you, you know, what kind of wisdom would you want to share with your younger self or our younger listeners or 
people navigating through their comms careers? So that's a great question, Joe. I mean, I think as I as I look back and look forward, I've, I've always been quite impatient. Um, and early on in my career, I progressed very, very quickly. Um, mm. And I think I probably had an assumption that my career would be very linear, that it, it would be, you know, the upward trajectory would mm. would be straight. And actually, I've made a series of lateral moves and had fantastic experiences living and working abroad and now coming back into the UK, which have been very, very rich. I've met incredible people. I've gotten to learn about different cultures. Um, and I think, I think my advice would be, you know, just be flexible. It's yeah. There is no there is no right or right or wrong. Um, that we are all going to have, you know, there is the opportunity to have a, a long career, um, and there will be different there will be different chapters. Um, yeah. To, yeah. To go with that and make them. And what I try to do is make the most of each chapter, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. From yeah. a really good way. That's a really really good way yeah. of looking at it. Actually, I really like that, Kate. I think looking at my own career as well, it's sort of you know being the the Singapore chapter and the Australian chapter and but all the people that sort of you know in communications I've met along the way um yeah and no, I think that's a really really good way of looking at it um yeah and I think you know even reflecting on my own career as well you know I've done so many different roles you know from project management to training to you know business change projects to comms you know to to coaching you know and, and running my own business so there's so much variety in that but I'm really grateful for everything that I did prior to this because it, yeah. it's created the person I am today. And I think, you know, I draw from so many elements. You know, I, I was going through a phase a couple of years ago and I'm like, oh, how does this all knit together? You know, how does, you know, from all my qualifications to all my experience, you know, jobs, everything. And actually, when you look at it, there's threads that do, you know, even if they're sort of tenuous threads, but there are threads that really build up the person that you are today so yeah. I think to your point it's about being adventurous it's about being curious it's about being open to opportunities and and that's part of the fun of it rather than it being like this set plan yeah just yeah kind of going on a pre-flow <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean I've got a question for you Joe is how did you discover coaching how did that emerge as <laughs> Nah, great question. Uh, <laughs> the, the tables have turned. <laughs> um, well, it was funny because um, when when I got made redundant, I knew I wanted to set up uh, as a communication consultant, and that's what I started off doing. But when COVID hit, I because I was so new in business, I hadn't got very many clients, and I actually uh, lost all my work. So I was in this horrific place of going, holy shrole, what am I going to do to get clients? But it gave me the space to think and reflect on, you know, what what do I actually, you know, to your point earlier, what do I want? What is my vision for my life? If I can have a complete clean slate to design my business and my life in the way that I wish it to be, without the constraints necessarily of a, of a, a corporate role, what's it going to look like? And this is where the coaching came up. And I'm like, oh, I always, I always love coaching. And then it was like, oh. And I am a qualified coach and I kind of forgotten that. <laughs> and 
kind of forgotten also that I've actually always been coaching people, either coaching or mentoring in some kind of capacity. And and that's when it all kind of came together that I thought, oh, I get so much joy from helping other people realize their potential. Why not set up in the, the coaching realm officially on my own as well? So that's that's kind of where it came from. But my, my coaching goes back to my, my, well, I was even coaching in, it was actually my second role, more as a, like a mentor. And then I would supervise sort of um, students, you know, sandwich placement year students. And so it really goes back uh, <clears throat> about 25 years, <laughs> she says quietly. <laughs> yeah, a long time. But it's, but that's, but that's what I'm talking about, the threads, you know, don't forget the skills that you've got and and look back on things that really do bring that joy into your life because that's what we need to be seeking more of. You know, we can get so caught up in the doing and the mundanity of, or mundaneness of the everyday, you know, and, and be at the sort of mercy of requests coming in rather than actually being, I think, to your point, Kate, quite in, yeah, thoughtful, intentional about our lives yeah. and, yeah. We're not on this planet very long. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you get my story today. <laughs> and and Lisa, how about you? I mean, kind of, what would your advice be? Um, so looking back over your career, Ooh. what do you want to know? I must. Um, I don't. I don't know. Actually, that's a really interesting question. I think for me, I I, uh, I worked in comms back in, uh, well, I'm not going to say the date, but a, a long time ago um, and, uh, in, in, in the music industry. So that's where I started off. And I think, I I think to your point, Kay, I took myself off on, off on adventures. Um, I ended up becoming a headhunter in communications um, back in Australia about, ooh, I don't know how long ago that was. That might be about 20 years ago. Anyway, a long time ago. Um, <laughs> but it was just, I, you know, I'd popped to Australia for a year. Um, didn't, you know, couldn't find a job in comms at that time. Um, and then and then sort of it's just progressed from, from there, really. But I think it's just been open to adventures. Mm. And as you say, it does take time to settle into new countries. And, and I think to your point, Kate, I think the moving back actually to my home country was was one of the most challenging things, um, bizarrely, uh, not in countries where I didn't speak the language. <laughs> it's, um, but yeah, I think I think I think everything that resonates that, that you've said, Kate. I think just being very open and and just going with the adventures. I think it kind of takes the pressure off when you've got that kind of openness as well, you know, because it's like you're not you're not fixated on one point. And I often say this to my coaching clients: you know, don't fixate on the outcome so much. If you've got a really broad and open mind to what the possibilities could be, because, yeah. you know, if we were to mind map all the potential possibilities you could think of, you can times that by a billion. And that's actually the amount that's a, you know, possibilities that are available to us. So by setting so much of a clear focus, sometimes I think we limit ourselves to other opportunities that actually might be better for us. Um but equally, when, you know, if you have got that clarity, then I think it can also help crystallize your focus and your intentions around what training or networks or development that you're going to do as well. So I think I think it's a it's a balance between the two, isn't it? 
Yeah, I, I agree. And um, I, I look at, at university, um, I, I did a fine art degree and I can, I can remember so doing doing life drawing where we are drawing a model. And actually, if you want to, if you want to do a decent job of it, you, you need to look at the negative space, you know, stop obsessing about drawing yeah. or a head or, and look at, look at the negative space because that will help define the shape. Oh, interesting. Um, and it, and I think it's a little bit oh. like that as well. Yes. It's good to, you know, to have set your sights on the horizon, but how you get there. Um, mm. it is about being open and looking at the, the white space and, and sort of navigating, mm. navigating through that. I think the one thing I would, I would say, look to, to my younger self, if, if I had my mm. time again abroad is, um, and because I had to take breaks right between, between roles, um, it's the way it worked out for us as a family is, is just to have much more confidence about doing it. And to really mm. enjoy those moments between roles. Because in each case, in Switzerland and Hong Kong, I landed great roles. But I think I always had that fear that I would never get another job again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, you, it's about having faith, about being present, about that time, mm. that space is, mm. is very special and very important. Um, mm. Yeah. You know, personally, for, for the family, it gives you the breathing space to acclimatize to to new cultures and ways of doing things, um, mm. but of course that's the benefit of hindsight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 but it's so true. But I work with a lot of uh, clients that are going through redundancy, and and it's it's a similar kind of thing. You know, we've got this void. You're not. You don't know what the next step is. Is you know, you're worried about the finances, you're worried about finding the right job, you're worried about making the right decision, you know, and not just going for something because you feel so desperate to get the next job or the next move. And it's just almost holding your trust and holding yeah. your nerve that the right opportunity is going to come in the right moment. Uh, and that's very easy to say when you're scrappling to pay for the bills. I know that because I've been in that situation. Yeah. The truth of the matter is it does work out and actually in well in my experience but also coaching clients have been through this process as, as well they've landed amazing roles that they could never envis have envisaged were going to be that good but they held their nerve you know and yeah. even as they're going through that process and, and getting offers or not getting offers and getting the rejections and it's not quite working out as they they foresee it, it's just trusting that yeah it's Something it will something even better is going to come. come. It's going to come. I'm we sure were saying that, Lisa, as well. Yeah, we were saying that the other week when we about sort of starting our own businesses. I mean, it's 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 nerve wracking, but um, it's mm. you know you've, again you've got to just hold your nerve and and wait for the next sort of doors to open and and um, yeah, just just go with it. Being you know, yeah, all different, yeah. all your different hats. <laughs> You're going to wear. I, I, and look, I think the kind of the qualities, um, certainly that I. They're like muscles, right? That that I have developed from from these international ventures are around resilience and yeah. and adaptability, and and that is about moving through, you know, through the journey. You you can't leapfrog the tough bit. You got to go yeah. through it and go forward. Yeah. Um, and then, Joe, as you say, um, that there are better things and you can even have imagined that would yeah. emerge when yeah. the time is right 
but it's the resilience yeah. to to do that um yeah. and it is about momentum as well mm. yeah um, yeah and that comes from having faith yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. not about sitting back and just going oh universe provide <laughs> You've yeah. got to take the action. You, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying that. <laughs> you know, you still got to walk still got steps to... forward. Yeah. <laughs> do something. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, um... really. Oh, this has oh. been an amazing conversation. Yeah, I always love these conversations because I'm never no. quite sure where they're going to go. Oh, we know we're going but... to get Kate back on, aren't we? But Kate, that's all right with you. <laughs> <laughs> season two. <laughs> season two. Season three. We don't know how many seasons yet. <laughs> yeah. But um, but thank you so much, Kate, for for all those nuggets. Oh, my my brain's just thinking of of all these insights. It's been great right. to to hear your story or some of your story. We, we've only scratched the surface as as always. But thank um, you, Kate. Thank you, amazing. Thank you, Lisa. It was it was really great to speak with you today. Thank you. And of course, to all our listeners, don't forget to subscribe or like and make sure that you share this podcast with anybody that you think is really going to benefit from from listening to our conversations. Um, you know, this is this is how we get the word out about the Comms Careers podcast and help as many people as we possibly can to navigate their careers in the best way possible. So uh, please do like or share. Um, but thanks for listening and we'll get you hopefully back listening next time. Bye. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye.